ladies and gentlemen. You're listening to the Fantasy Alarm MLB DFS podcast with hosts John Impemba and James Grande. What's going on, everybody? John Impemba here with James Grande. It is the Quick Pitch MLB DFS podcast here, uh, recording on thursday evening for friday's main slate james it's uh, we're recording here as opening day is winding down across the league but opening day is sort of continuing for a lot of the teams for the next couple of days we're dealing right. with another split slate situation of uh, the main slates quote-unquote main slates on DraftKings and fanduel are counting at seven o'clock but there's also five game slates starting at one o'clock for the sake of this podcast we're going to cover the main slates all season long that we're going to be covering the 7 p.m games but we will have a write-up coverage of the one o'clock game so uh, definitely be on the lookout for that as we are certainly going to be active in providing content for everybody all season long yeah and i just want everyone to know john and i will be rivals for the next few days considering the yankees and the red sox series kicks off our, our season. If you hear the animosity, it's because it's real. No biases, though. I do actually have Gladiators no, no and Giancarlo Sandin on my fantasy team. So I agree. No, I think there will be... And, and I think it's something that you and I and a lot of people have to prove generally, especially in this industry. Like I think it's easy to catch somebody with bias. John and I will prove it very fast that we are without biases and it's fantasy content first and then our fandom lags behind it especially when it comes to our content. We hope to earn your trust in that through this podcast, and I'm looking forward to uh, all the Yankees wins this year over the Red Sox. But I digress there. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, so we're going to cover <laughs> the five games that start at 7 o'clock for the, for the main slates here. We're working with DraftKings and FanDuel pricing at the moment. As we record here, Yahoo has not released their slates yet, so we unfortunately don't have the Yahoo pricing but that doesn't mean you shouldn't be playing on Yahoo. We still have that fantastic. If you haven't yet taken part of it, new users over at Yahoo, go to fantasylum.com slash Yahoo. Uh, deposit at least $10 using promo code ALARM100 and you get $100 of free credit, free game credits. So basically $100 uh, to enter contests over on Yahoo of your choosing. So you definitely want to take advantage of that as we'll be doing. You know, obviously the playbook has Yahoo Play. Core plays and uh, Adam Ronis, you know, today did the heart of the order video. He's going to be doing the heart of the order video for Friday as well. So you'll get Adam Ronis's top pitcher and three guys to build your lineups around for Yahoo. So a lot of great stuff happening over with our partner at Yahoo. So make sure you check it out today. Obviously we had our special fantasy alarm branded opening day contest uh, and there'll be many more of those throughout the season. So make sure you go ahead um, and check it out. But James, like I said, we got five on this 7 PM sleep, the Mets, Washington, the Nationals, Texas Rangers, Toronto Blue Jays, Cincinnati Reds, Atlanta Braves, Houston Astros, Los Angeles Angels, and the San Diego Padres versus the Arizona Diamondbacks. Uh, the Rangers and Blue Jays are the only uh, two teams that we haven't seen yet play on the main slate. The other teams played on Thursday's opening day, so uh, this will be the opening day for Texas and Toronto. That game is a nine and a half game total. Uh, a few games on this slate have nine and a half as the slate high. Houston. And Los Angeles, San Diego, and Arizona also with nine and a half totals there. Atlanta is the biggest favorite on the board at minus 185 against the Reds. Yeah, definitely interesting to see from opening day to day number two, the totals rise. And that's because a lot of teams' aces are not on the mound. But I said a lot of teams because one team does have their ace on their mound. That is the Mets with Max Scherzer, John, on the mound as a minus 170 favorite, I guess interesting pivot there right into the slate do you believe that 
the Braves should be bigger favorites than Max Scherzer against his old team and his old stomping grounds, a team that traded him away, obviously to win a championship, and and that's what Max wants to do. But like, I mean, how I'm kind of I know it's on the road, but I'm shocked he's not the biggest favorite on the board. Yeah, it's minus 175. We're not too far off, and maybe the, that line shifts as right. we move through, but. Uh, I, too, am uh, a little bit surprised, and let's kick it off there. We'll start off at the pitcher, but I don't think there's any disagreement between you and I when it comes no. to the top top starter of the slate, uh, and that is the one Max Scherzer. Now, it is maybe slightly kind of worth pointing out that over the last couple of years, as dominant as Max has been, you know, we've also pointed out that lefties have kind of had a decent-ish OPS against him, mm-hmm. and when we talk big bats in Washington... Soto's a lefty. Josh Bell is going to be hitting lefty. So they have a couple lefty bats in there that could maybe possibly sort of do some damage, but it's Max Scherzer. I'd be more worried about the hamstring doing damage than the Nationals doing damage. And maybe we should, you know what? We should talk about this too while we're here. Based off how today's opening day went, these guys aren't going very long in games. They're not. Corbin Burns got pulled after five today. Adam Wainwright got pulled after six shutout innings, throwing only 81 pitches early season. You know, maybe these guys are on a little bit of a pitch count. Abbreviated spring training. Scherzer's coming off the blocky hamstring. Now, does he need 80 pitches to go six or seven against Washington? Probably not. But, like, I think that's definitely something worth monitoring early season. And we'll see how the rest of the tonight's slate goes for pitchers that are pitching well. See how late, how just how late in games they go. Yeah, I think it's a great point, John. I will say Max Scherzer is of that, like, different ilk, though, right? Like, he is one of those dudes that if he is on the mound with the, like, foam coming out of the mouth, his crazy eyes just, like, looking into your soul, like, that dude probably throws 100 pitches if he's healthy. Like, it's just what he does. Like, he's just a machine. He's just built differently. So I tend to agree, but I am... I'm I'm curious for the Mets to tell Max Scherzer he's coming out after 80 pitches. Yeah. Good luck. Good luck trying to get that guy off the mound. You walk to the mound, he headbutts you. And keeps pitching. Like, they're like, okay, Max, like, you make way more than our head coach. (laughs) You were right. I was wrong. Uh, I'll go back to the bench now. Anyway, so obviously Max is there, but the the innings limit, the pitch limit, something to at least be concerned. Again, with this being a five-game slate, there's only so many options. So, like, while we like Sean Manea at 9-4, I think he's obviously a good down from Scherzer if you want to go in that direction against Arizona. We're not obviously too high on that Arizona lineup. I think our next guy that we both agree on here is Charlie Morton. Sure. Age be, age be damned. Charlie Morton, 238 strikeouts last season, 202 and a third innings pitched. We thought Max Fried was going to have an easy time tonight against Cincinnati. That hasn't been the case. Fried uh, had a really tough third inning there. He wasn't able to get out of it. We'll see if he even comes out for the fourth, though, after that. But Morton is a much more pure strikeout guy, a big swing and miss type pitcher. And he's a righty, not a lefty. So this could be a spot where uh, Morton just has more success on the mound. And at $8,400, again, this is a guy that has some the ability to really pile up the fantasy points. Yeah, I think what you just said matters like context matters like i liked max freed but i understood that the reds as probably bad as they're gonna be have a bunch of guys that can hit lefties tommy fam has been notoriously good 
Kyle Farmar, we've talked about a couple times tonight, like hit, hit lefties extremely well last year. Tyler yeah. Stevenson hit lefties well. Votto still Jonathan hits well. India. Yeah. Votto hits everything. Like, I think they have, they'll have they have a much harder time this year with the righty side of the plate because you're going to see guys like Jake Fraley enter the lineup. And yeah, yeah so I, I think that this is a definite spot that we attack Morton. Now, both guys, Granky and Wainwright, like we're kind of, we're very good, the older guys, but you know, they obviously weren't extended too far in terms of pitch count, right? Granky didn't throw a lot of pitches, did he? What was his official? 84. He threw 84 pitches. So I expect something of that, something like that for Morton, but I think he can get through five, six innings, six, seven strikeouts at that like 80 to 85 pitch count, which I think all these older guys are going to have except Max Scherzer because he's a psycho. <laughs> yeah. Again, smaller slate. So when it comes to value, <sighs> grasping at straws here, maybe like a little bit. Just look, we don't want to really attack San Diego because we like some guys on San Diego. I think you can like San Diego's offense, but also understand that Merrill Kelly could be a decent value here. Because like San Diego, like, again, without Tatis, like they don't have crazy thump. Right, like they added Voight, who is obviously a good reverse splits guy, and and what's and Merrill Kelly is bad against righties. Hosmer's not the big thump. Like Cronenworth is a good hitter. There's not a lot of thump. Will Myers hits lefties better. Jerickson Profar hits from the right side better. It's like I could see a scenario getting to Merrill Kelly. And look, he was good against them last year. Two and one and three starts. Yeah. Two two five ERA. Um. Like, not going to play John Gray against Toronto. No shot. Toronto is going to be the team to... The, there's just no need to, like, throw your... Like, you're throwing o- money Oda away. is probably, like, in a an opener situation, probably, right? No, I think he's going to start. He just doesn't pitch like, deep in the... Yeah, yeah. I think what he's going to benefit from is no McCullers. So like, he could stick in the rotation for a little bit. Sure. But like you said, he could go two, three innings. And what's that going to... What value does that bring? We we love, we're gonna love Houston against the lefty. We're not playing Detmers, and I think the Mets are a pretty viable stack, which we'll get to. But like, I think it's Merrill Kelly. I think a lot of lineups are gonna be Scherzer, Manaya, Scherzer, Barrios, Scherzer, Morton, yeah, or a mixture of the top four because, uh, and then sprinkle in some Merrill Kelly because I really don't think there's a do you do you worry about Barrios at all? Texas paid some guys in that lineup. Now they have Simeon, they have C. Yeah, sure. Barrios struggles with lefties. So, uh, and that's been like his MO. Like he has just struggled with lefties for a while now. Yeah, I do. Especially considering what they paid Seager. That is their big bopper lefty. Yeah, I think there is definitely concern with Barrios. I think he's a good, I think he's a a very quality pitcher. Yeah, for Um, sure. No, definitely, definitely a good pitcher. I just wonder with Texas kind of beefing up what they they added to their roster this year in a, in a favorable hitters park in Toronto. It was in Texas, which has now been a, a pitchers park because the dome and right. the size and everything like that. But yeah, I'm with you. I, I think maybe you almost punt the second pitcher or we're going to look at some value guys, right? We're going to, maybe you punt. There's some good options here. I like Austin Nola yep. was the leadoff hitter today. You said for San Diego, right? Leading off. Yep. Leading off. But Tyler Stevenson, even though, it, even though it's against Morton is just like a, a good bat. He's just a yep. solid guy that if you want to take a shot at. And then if you believe the hype on Twitter, 
there's a lot of people that really want Alejandro Kirk to get more playing. So there's potential uh, given his bat. So those guys are all in the mid 3K tier. And that's not even really getting confirmation, maybe some even cheaper catchers. But like catcher to me is, is the spend down spot. We're not paying a 4K. I don't at least want to pay a 4K catcher. I don't know. You don't need to when there's guys down here like the ones you mentioned i think the only one we could go look at is carson kelly because he hits lefties well notoriously but you don't need to like if you want to fine i have no problem with it but i just it doesn't feel necessary any other catchers other than the ones you just mentioned for you no i like those i like those exact three guys or uh, four, to, four go... rather because you said stevenson yeah that's true uh let's go to first base then uh where is your top first baseman i liked pete alonzo quite a bit for opening day and i'm gonna go right back to the well Josiah Gray last year was a reverse splits guy, and we know Alonzo's we know Alonzo's pop hitting behind Scherzer. I think is going to be exciting. I, I I think Alonzo has home run upside here again. We know he has home run upside every time he steps into the plate, but or steps in the box. So I'm going to go Alonzo as my top guy. I think obviously there's Vladdy there at the top, who's quite good himself. But I'm going to go take a look at Alonzo again. Yeah, that's fine. Alonzo always has that pop. I'm going chalk here. Vladdy, Vladdy Guerrero, right? Home, mm-hmm. John Gray, 46 home runs, I think, or 48 home runs, whatever it was last year that he hit. The dude was launching missiles during spring training as well. The Blue Jays are just going to be the top stack pretty much all season long. So it, it only makes sense that we're going to be looking at him on a smaller slate. Roster ship is going to be probably pretty high. You're going to have to find the value. Like I said, if you plan on playing Max Scherzer and playing Vlad Guerrero and and maybe another player on this Blue Jays lineup, you're going to have to find some value. But for me, it's Vlad. That's just the guy that I'm looking at. For mid-tier, I like uh, he's just a solid guy on that lineup. Hits for a decent average, hits in the middle, can drive in runs. Doesn't have a ton of power, but it's a little enough pop. I think he's just safe. Yeah, he's always... He's more of a, a reverse splits guy, notoriously. 5100 is fine. I think Houston's going to be probably rivals Toronto's ownership here, right? Like they're going to clear. I think they're going to clearly be the one A, one B in terms of roster ship. So I'm I'm with you on Yuli. I'm going to go Luke Voigt, and I, I loved Voigt opening night, but we mentioned Merrill Kelly as a reverse splits pitcher, which means he struggles worse with righties. And I said it to you on the opening night podcast. Luke Voigt is a reverse splits hitter. Right. He hits righties significantly better. That's just been his MO throughout his career. Could be a match made in heaven here That's... against M- Merrill Kelly. Wouldn't be surprised if he hits his first home run or second home run against Merrill Kelly. Yeah, that's not a bad one. That's not a bad one at all. Uh, for value, I'm just kind of throwing darts out here. I, I have I put Matt Beatty acquired by San Diego. I know we've about the reverse splits there for Kelly, so... Seemingly, he should be better against lefties and than righties and BD being a lefty bat. But I think we'll probably see him in the lineup. He's, he's cheap. We don't think Merrill Kelly is very good. But he's just a reverse splits guy. So yep. um, has an opportunity to get knocked out of that game. Then maybe a more favorable matchup. Uh, interestingly, and obviously super limited sample size last year. But BD uh, hit 350 and 20 at-bats against left-handed pitching. Manages to hold his own against lefties. Maybe if Ke- Kelly's good against lefties because the way he pitches them and Beatty's actually good against lefties maybe the pitches that kelly throws are going to be favorable for Beatty for for looking at it that way i don't know merrill kelly's a righty but he's a reverse splits pitcher oh okay i see what you're saying okay sorry Correct. so Beatty am... does well against lefties but kelly does well mm-hmm. against lefties because of how he pitches them as if he would be a lefty 
then maybe the opposites. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I'm reaching for straws. It's a five game slate. I'm trying to come up with a reason <laughs> to play Matt Beattie here for value. You know, run with uh, me. I'm running. I'm starting to run. Okay. I was walking. I was on the treadmill. I was walking, but I've turned up the speed to like six. Now, <laughs> okay. okay. I'm going to go Dom Smith. I think he might crack the lineup here. Orban opened this, the season on the mound. So Smith seeds to who everyone else but two of the last three years he's been really good against righties so i'm gonna go dom smith if he cracks the lineup. they paid him four million dollars they avoided arbitration they haven't traded him yet and and we've seen this a lot like they're gonna need to showcase the guy to make sure he's healthy he was injured all last year with right. the shoulder i'm gonna go dom smith as my value as long as he's in the lineup and obviously we'll have to wait and see if he is but with the ready in the mound i expect him to be Okay. Let's go on, go on over then to the second base position. We have a lefty on the mound going up against the Braves, which means uh, one thing. The Albies. Yeah, yeah, we're playing Albies. The man just yep. hammers uh, left-handed pitching. Now, there are other options as well, obviously. Jose Altuve, another guy, Astros, it's a team generally, have hit lefties well, but uh, a little bit cheaper. Albie Albies is going to be the guy we want. Yeah, I'm pulling up his the career splits against lefties here, John. Career splits for Ozzy Albies. Ready? Hitting 339, 370 OBP, 577 slug, nine, which equals a 947 OPS, 238 ISO, 397 Woba. Decent. Pretty pretty decent, right? Albies is the number one play for me, and Tuve is probably at the top tier. He's number two. Which is a, a very strong number two. If you even want to go 1A, 1B, that's fine. But I would have Albies as the A side. Yeah, Albies is actually the top price second baseman over on FanDuel at 4K. Altuve is 3700 Simeon is 3700 as well on FanDuel. Again, if you want to maybe be a little bit contrarian and go Texas stack, Simeon hit mm. 40 home runs last year. I'm certainly not going to sit here and, uh, and poo-poo that attempt if you want to go... Uh, 45, that, to be honest, John. 45. Yeah, sorry, to be exact. I, I, I cut him short. <laughs> um, DraftKings, though, is like, I these guys are super high priced. Yep. Albies is worth it. Simeon, sure. 5,200 for Kettle Marte. 5,100 for Jonathan India. Like, I don't, that's not really where I'm looking to go. But it's also very, it's also a horrible position. There's really not a lot to like in the mid and value tier. It could be a spot where you're spending up. But if we are going in the mid tier, I don't know, James. Darren Fletcher, Jeff McNeil. I don't know. Any, like, Somebody like that maybe stuck to you? Whoever starts David for Houston. Fletcher. I said Darren, David Fletcher. Right? Yeah, yeah. Whoever starts for whoever starts for LA could be in play if they hit near the top of the lineup. They, the Angels bad. Matt Duffy on opening night. Fourth. Matt Duffy, mm-hmm. ladies and gentlemen, hit fourth. Tyler Wade is expected to be the starter when there's a righty on the mound, so we'll have to wait and see. But if Fletcher or Duffy crack the lineup and are hitting middle or top of the lineup i could see myself getting to one of them but i agree yeah, robinson Cano, i guess right on fa- on DraftKings. Robbie, yeah it's something i think we're gonna i think josiah gray is a good prospect but could be over his in over his head here against the mets i think it's a pretty good spot so yeah Cano is uh, 2200 dollars on fanduel so like i said we're looking to play scherzer and vladdy 2400 dollar Cano, 2200 mm-hmm. dollar like if he's hitting the middle of the lineup as a lefty against a like that's your punt. We, we talk about this a lot with baseball. The best hitters get out 70% of the time, right? So, like, yep. it, it's okay if you have a zero with Cano. It's not going to kill you like it does in other sports because uh, there'll be other guys that get zeros. And especially at that price, it also means that he doesn't need to do much to get value. 
if he you know, throws an elbow at a ball and gets on base, that's just what we're, we're kind of looking for there. Shorter slates, we'll see who starts, who doesn't start to kind of help out with some of these value plays. Uh, that will certainly be in the playbook. You'll be able to work yourself out of that. Just pay attention to as all of that comes out. Justin Vreeland, the man on the playbook, probably will have Jeff McNeil as well, being the big Mets fan that, that he is. And McNeil is $2,300 on FanDuel, so a good value, even though he had a really bad year last year. Just something that could maybe stick. I don't know. He plays multi multiple positions. Third base. First, going up top, again, loaded position. We got Machado against Kelly. You talked about reverse splits, 5,200. Austin Riley off to a good start tonight, two for two. He gets the lefty, even though we talked about this last night. Austin Riley better against right-handed pitching last year. Yep. So, yep. and the consideration he hit, was 30, 30 of his 36? Is that what it was? Yeah, it was. I think it was 31 of 34 or 30 of 33. It was like, it was a three, there was three home runs hit against lefties. Yeah. So something to look at there before you spend the 5K. But I know Atlanta will be a popular stack for tomorrow. Mm -hmm. If Riley coming off the monster year that he did, maybe not a, maybe a hard fade if you're doing that stack, but something to look at. Uh, then we have Alex Bregman. Now, I know you talked about Bregman and coming off the surgery and the down year and everything last year. Still hit 300 against left-handed pitching last yeah. year because he just, it's kind of what he does. $4,900 though in LA, not really a great hitter's. Yeah, the power was just down for Bregman too. Like the, he hit fine. The, just the power was not there. We want him to be the 30 home you, run you guy. You take the right? drums away from a team and it's crazy what happens. It's true. Drums, garbage cans, all the tools in the shed. Yeah, I like him here because of the spot. And I think Bregman, he should be pretty popular. I was actually just looking at Machado's splits. Reverse splits last year, John. 288, 25 bombs. 25 right. against righties. Or 23, sorry. 23 against righties, 5 against lefties. 288 against righties. He had an 847 OPS against left-handed or right-handed pitching, 800 against lefties. Maybe I'm leaning Machado. I, I do like Bregman quite a bit. I, I, I like, you know, the fact that he's sub-5K. I don't... The Astros are very expensive. The ones that we've been... Guriel was 51. Right. Bay was 57. And this is on DraftKings pricing. So... At least Bregman, a couple hundred dollars saved from those other guys. Yeah. Did we get a bounce back here on Anthony Rendon? He three twenty during spring. So. so good. He just needs to stay healthy, man. Yeah. It's not one of those. That's he a, just hasn't such a had that poor luck. investment if you're the Angels. Obviously, you had the COVID shortened year, uh, fifty-two games there, but then only fifty-eight games last year. He's, you know, not really been the guy he was with Washington. No. no. That's the thing. It's just like. They, the Angels have had such bad luck with free agents, yeah, which I think is why they're like reluctant sometimes <laughs> yeah. to like sign them. Ever since they gave um, all that money to C.J. Wilson, it was over. Yeah, yeah well, I would have, I would argue probably Albert Pujols might yeah. have been Josh Hamilton. Like the, yeah, all these guys, right? Like they just haven't had luck, and it's not Redone's fault that he gets hurt. He just gets hurt. If he's in, like, if he's healthy. Yeah, I think we can look at him, but man, like 4500 is such a good price, man. For Rendon, like that's a 5K plus player. It but is. He's healthy. Chapman, obviously no batting average there, but 4300 to get a guy probably hitting him somewhere in the middle of that Blue Jays line. Yeah, let's see where they have him projected. So I it says would... bet, he'll bet fifth according to MLB.com. Ah, okay. That's pretty awesome. That's in, he's going to get all the pitches to hit. Yeah, probably a lot of ownership there at forty three hundred dollars. Let's see. Yeah, probably a lot of ownership. On FanDuel, he is priced at thirty one hundred dollars. He's below like Cronenworth, Rendon. He's the sixth price third baseman. It's a good price. I'm down, and I don't love 
like if Eduardo Escobar was in the lineup, I would probably consider him for yeah. the Mets. Like yeah. I think the Mets are a, a pretty good play against, but we'll see. You mentioned Tyler Wade. Tyler Wade's a third baseman shortstop on DraftKings. He's also a well, he's a second baseman on FanDuel at twenty one hundred, but third baseman shortstop on DraftKings at twenty five. So if he starts against Odorizzi at twenty five hundred, like yep, that's fine. You, you definitely yep. need to find some value somewhere. So yeah, I could see like and he steals bags so. He is super fast. I could see a scenario where, like, if the Angels wanted to lengthen their lineup a little bit, Wade maybe lead off, depending on how good he's feeling. Like, he was good for the Yankees down the stretch last year. Super good. To the point where, like, Yankees fans were, like, hopping back on the bandwagon. Like, oh, maybe this guy can be something. Maybe he can be a guy. And then we got rid of him. But, like... And they can't, the Angels will not survive with Matt Duffy hitting fourth. So we'll see where Wade slots in the lineup. But yeah, I could, I'm 100% in if he's in the lineup. All right, let's go on over to the shortstop position. Bo Bichette is $6,000 on DraftKings. Uh, on FanDuel, he is $4,200. Seager is $5,200 as a second-priced shortstop. Seager, though, only $3,300 on That's good. That's good. That's he, good is the, he is the fourth-priced shortstop on FanDuel compared to the second Price shortstop over on DraftKings. Comparatively, some really good value for Seager at 3300 I think that's definitely a spot to target, a, ta- a price to target. And you have the utility spot as well to your disposal on FanDuel. There's an opportunity to maybe play a couple of these guys because Bouchette's elite in this spot against against Gray. Or at least we're feeling that way. You like Lindor. There's Swanson against the lefty at 4500 So the top guys are all right there. Yeah, I actually think this is a spot we could look at Seager. Circling back to the Barrios versus lefties thing, Last year against lefties, 15 of 22 home runs that he allowed were against left-handed hitters. They had a 474 slug against them, 336 Woba. Like, that is not good. He allows lefty power. 38.8% hard hit rate to lefties too, John. Like, it's just the batted ball numbers are not great. Nothing really suggests that lefties are lefties struggle to see the ball against Berrios. I'm in on Seager. I think I don't think a lot of people are going to go, but in a tournament, he's going to be lower owned considering Lindor and considering Bichette and considering the guys you mentioned around him. I'm in on Seager for tournaments. Yep, I'm with you there. And then again, mid-tier on, on FanDuel, DraftKings rather, is kind of gross. Uh, we're kind of just speculating that maybe a Ledmus Diaz starts. You know, he's a righty versus a lefty matchup. Maybe he finds his way into the lineup somewhere along the way. At 3,700, he does hit lefties pretty well. We could see maybe the Major League debut for C.J. Abrams as a lefty mm-hmm. going up against a righty and in uh, Merrill Kelly. I know we talked, we were splits at nauseam here at this point. But tonight, they're starting Kim in place to start the year with Tatis on the bench. We could see Kim start, you know, either way, Kim 2,700. Abrams was like what the number three overall prospect or something like that in baseball. He's twenty three hundred, and then Jeremy Payne, you know, the rookie shortstop for the Houston, he's twenty four hundred dollars on DraftKings as well. If you're not spending up, there's definitely some potential value plays at the shortstop spot. And over on FanDuel, all those guys are are, are close to mid price. Kim's twenty one hundred dollars, Payne's mid price, and Abrams is mid price. So, yeah, all the those are the only value that we see without lineups being official. So Correct. I'm I'm in on all three of those guys. Yep. Yep, there's some, some some interesting power speed combo with those young guys down at the bottom. But we'll see if they start, if there's some appeal there. And then let's just go to outfield, James, and we'll wrap it up at the outfield. But a lot of top-tier guys, it's hard to choose from. I think if I'm saying a core, we kind of talked out the process of Mike Trout and his struggles against lefties recently. Last night's pod, well, he's got a righty Odorizzi here. I'm still a big Mike Trout guy. I, I believe right. in him. $6,100 against Odorizzi. I, if I'm not stacking Toronto... I think Trout's where I'm... Definitely a good guy to believe in, right? Like, 
like one of the best players of all could time, go yeah. down as one of the best players of all time. Yeah, I think Trout and I think Otani coming off his pitching performance, right? He's going to get to DH and specifically focus on the bat. Was slightly worse against lefties last year. Trout, very good against righties. I don't think there's a wrong answer between the two. And if you do figure out a way to spend down a pitcher, which good luck if you are, you could probably fit both. You could probably do an angel stack, John, where you do Otani Trout, and then you're playing Tyler, Tyler Wade. Wade. Yeah. Yeah. You're playing Tyler Wade, and then whoever else one of the starting infielders are. Not Jared Walsh is too expensive, obviously, but like if Duffy is hitting fourth or if Fletcher is leading off, like you could play that four pack of stacks as a contrarian because everyone's going to be on the Houston side and everyone's going to play Toronto and people are going to play the Mets. Just throwing that out there. You're getting wild on day number two, but yeah, I think there's no wrong answer between Otani and and Trout. What other top outfielders are on your radar? The Toronto guys are definitely in play. Uh, They're a little too expensive. Like I don't love Springer 5-7. I don't love Teoscar at 5-6, but like I'm okay with it. Mark Canna, we thought we were talking about him against lefties last night and jokes on us he was he's been better against righties recently if you want to play canna against josiah gray to add to your stack the atlanta guys i think are probably where we're going next though yeah i think um, so rosario is obviously lefty but do, you know duvall actually we talked about this last night duvall hit righties better last year as well yep. so who plays outfield does rosario start against a lefty as a lefty here he hit leadoff tonight i don't imagine he's gonna hit leadoff against lefty they'll double lead off at They'll probably lead off from Albies. They'll mm-hmm. they'll probably still play Rosario, but I just can't imagine he leads off when you have Ozzy Albies potentially. I wonder if they would play off. Heredia instead. Heredia had I'm like fairly certain Heredia had a good little season against lefties. Pull it up. Like they have Ozuna, but they won't play him in the outfield. They'll just DH him. Let's see what Heredia did last year against lefties. Two fifty eight. It's like a very limited sample. Seven fifty seven OPS isn't bad. No. Twenty twenty. Dude, Joe Adele's up to forty five hundred. Remember how cheap he was on Thursday slate? Yeah, he's like, yeah, he's under under three under three k. Definitely got like a pricing. Again, we talked about it. Like Soto was five k yeah. against Patrick Corbin against Tyler McGill, and now he's six two against Max Scherzer. Yeah, like to figure that one out. So yeah, Gr- I mean, Grisham at forty three hundred maybe. I know. Again, we talked Max. Yeah, he's, lead off he's gonna lead off for them. Yep. Yep. We know there's we know there's the power threat. We know there's a stolen base threat there as well. Yeah, Lourdes so. had a really good spring. Yeah, and you know what? I could see Lourdes being one of the most popular Blue Jays because he's literally the only one we can afford. So so I don't know if this is going to be accurate or not, but FanDuel's projecting Raymel Tapia starting and hitting seventh. I can look at our good friends at Rotowire has Raymel Tapia hitting seventh. All right, 4,100. Again, more Blue Jays just action here, so. Yeah, just as they trade for outfielders live on this podcast. Yeah, just what they need, more outfielders. Yeah, I guess Tapia, right? Hitting seventh? That could be something. I I I prefer Lourdes, I think, but yeah, I can get behind some Tapia. What's Tapia's price? I didn't even see him. He's $2,700 on Fandle, which is what kind of... Yeah, the the Fandle price is nice. The $4,200, though, for Lourdes, I'd rather get the home run upside than... Okay. Tapia at 41. Maybe we see Brandon Marsh start for the Angels, $3,500. I think he's starting tonight. Yeah, he's starting hitting eighth, okay. playing right field. Okay. Just thinking lefties, a lefty. 
Yeah, I'm not against it. I think that's a good call. You mentioned Donald Smith. He's 3,200 as an outfielder on DraftKings. More value. Donald Smith also 2,200 as an outfielder on FanDuel. So spot for value, you guys, with multi-position eligibility. Definitely be on the lookout for that. And like I said, with these value guys, a lot of this will change when these official lineups come out. Next year, there's a $2,600 Travis Janikowski starting for the Met. <laughs> they purchased his contract from Triple A's with the team right now. He's a guy that steals, can steal a bag. He's got a little bit of pop. If he finds himself in the lineup at $2,600... You, maybe you find an interest in putting him in your lineup. Uh, this is a first look at the slate. Make sure you I got something. Go for it. Chat, chat hits lefties well. Um, starting tonight for the Angel or for the Astros, over eight in eight hundred plus OPS against lefties last year. I'm sold. At this price, there's, there's not really anyone else, right? Thirty four hundred. Where if you want to get Astros, he's literally the cheapest guy. He's the cheapest guy to fit your stack. You want to get Altuve, he's 57. You want to get Bregman, he's 49. You want Tucker and Alvarez, who both hit lefties well, they're both 5K plus. So uh, I think McCormick 34 starts and is a interesting value there. Yeah, I can get behind that. I'm trying to see. He's $2,100 over on uh, FanDuel. So there you go. Bet, projected about seventh. What is he hitting tonight? Is he hitting seventh? I think he's hitting, I think I saw he's hitting eighth. Okay. Let me confirm. He is hitting eighth playing center field. And he's, He's starting at center this year. So, Sounds good. 14 you know, bombs last year, man. So, 14 bombs and he hits lefties. So, here we are. Love it. Love it. Hits lefties. Beautiful. Uh, home run call is going to be someone we've mentioned quite a bit. It's going to be Ozzy Albies of the Atlanta Braves, home running in the second game of the year. All right. I'm going to go Mike Trout. Healthy. Going to get up to Schneider early. Mike Trout, home run call. Uh, stacks stacks are obvious i think here blue jays if you can afford them i think are going to be the chalk uh, you can go astros here i think as well any other any other stack for you a value stack or a sneaky stack for you mets mets okay angels i think could be interesting if you do that like approach that we mentioned, yeah. Mike Trout. mentioned a, a, quite a few padre, padres as well today so yeah the padre yeah the padres against merrill kelly and we like merrill kelly as value but like that's what happens on a five-game slate. Like, you got to... If we're playing multiple lineups, I'm going to have one stacking against Merrill Kelly. I'm going to have one with Merrill Kelly in it, so... I agree. I agree. All right, so that wraps it up here. Justin Breeland, again, will be on the main... We'll have the starting five... Uh, not starting five. <laughs> we'll have the Heart of the Order video for, <laughs> for Yahoo from... Uh, for Adam Rodas there, we'll have the Value Vault article as well as our prop plays. James on Underdog, I'm on Prize Picks for tomorrow, so be on the lookout for all that. I will also have a write-up for the 1 p.m. games. I think James is going to be handling that. So if you're looking for some early action, we'll have it for you. Get us in Discord if you're not already in there. It's free to sign up. If you have a subscription already, you can get into the premium channel. Uh, get lineup answers, DFS questions answered from all of us on the team. And for now, we will catch you guys later.